Hi, this is the Girls Gotta Read podcast. I'm Ellery. And I'm Emily. And this week we are covering Page Boy by Elliot Page. It's a new memoir that's out and we wanted to cover this for Pride Month. Yeah, that's a very special bonus episode uh, talking about Elliot Page's new book. I wanted to cover this specifically um, because I love Elliot Page. I loved him in Umbrella Academy. That's the only thing I've seen him in. But I also just love him as a person. Like I followed him on social media for a while. And I wanted to pitch this to you kind of like a selling point of why you should read it, Emily. Um, So do you want to hear about the reviews? Sure. Other than just me so far. Yeah. (laughs) My review, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. Um. On Goodreads, it has a 4.1 out of 5. It has a 71% Google score, which that's pretty low. I don't, I'm not sure why. Um, and then a 4.3 on Amazon. Nice. And then you might know Elliot Page from Juno, The Flatliners, and Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his movies. I have just seen Umbrella Academy. I haven't seen Juno, but I do want to watch Juno specifically. So I have a couple tabs that I want to talk about briefly. Um, This is about the industry of Hollywood and transitioning in the public eye. I'm just going to ask you one question. Yeah. The premise overall of the book seems to be about, is it about his transition? Is it about him and Hollywood? Uh, Because I really don't know anything. So it's about his transition and then also coming out as a lesbian previously. Okay. And then also his childhood. So it's a memoir, pretty much. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's from Canada. He's from Nova Scotia, Canada. His nickname's actually the Tiny Canadian. Oh. That's a little fun fact that I saw on his wiki page, and I was like, that's really cute. A lot of actors are from Canada. Yeah. He's only 5'1", so that's where the tiny part comes in. Oh, wow. So just itty-bitty. Yeah. Yeah. Quote, the success of Juno coincided with people in the industry telling me no one could know I was queer, that it wouldn't be good for me, that I shouldn't have options to trust that this was for the best. So I put on dresses and the makeup and I did the photo shoots. I kept Paula hidden. I was struggling with depression and having panic attacks so bad I would collapse. Unquote. So this is pre-transition when Elliot Page is in a relationship with a woman, Mm -hmm. but being told that it can't be public. Which I'm sure happens constantly. Well, we read Evelyn Hugo. Yes. Right? Which yeah. is, I mean, hopefully we're not spoiling it for anybody, but, you know, there was a lot about not being true to yourself in that book, and that was a fictionalized version yeah, based I, off of history. I hope that that's, that conversation is tra- is changing now, as we do have a lot of... I feel like it has to be changing. Yeah. 2023 currently, as it states feels so queer positive right there's so many queer shows now like there's the ultimatum which is like the queer they have the queer season now yes yeah i think we're gonna get a queer bachelor or bachelorette soon i'm very excited about that not that i watched either of those shows but it's a it's 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 not singular anymore yeah it's the plurality right and i know there's a ton of hate we're not ignorant to the hate but it just does feel way more accepting now. Yeah. And then two pages later, he follows up with, there was then a tabloid that said, is Ellen Page gay? And and that's from the book. Like, I'm not dead naming him. That's a quote from the book. Because uh, he's talking about his past at that point. Um, 
I can't imagine seeing that. And that same thing happened to Evelyn Hugo, too. Right. Being told that it'll end your career and then seeing it in a tabloid. Yeah. Yep. I can't imagine how painful that would be. I just, I couldn't imagine seeing a tabloid of myself in general, but especially something as intimate as my sexuality, I would be like, why do you guys even care? (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is unrelated particularly to the plot, but why I only gave it a 4.5 was there was too many song references for me. Mm. I don't like it when books do that. This is a personal thing. When I see like a book have like huge sections of like song in it, I'm like, pass. See, and that's a total green flag for me. Oh, you because love it? Because I love music. So I would, especially if it's like, what, like not like deep track songs, but songs that I would know. I would absolutely love it. Like, give us an example. Well, so I'm going to give you the one example that I loved. Okay. I flagged it. He quotes uh, Barbie Girl's Aqua. Okay. Or not Barbie Girl's Aqua. Aqua's Barbie Girl. Yeah. Have you ever heard that song? Of course you have. Of course I have. Okay. Okay. I know I'm 10 years older than you, but it's an old song. I know it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is my favorite song in my whole life. That's your favorite song? Yes. When I'm in a bad mood. When I'm feeling like grumpy and down, I crank the Barbie girl and I sing it. I dance. I have all the moves. I know all the words. And it puts me in a good mood. Mine's, mine's Canned Heat by Jameer. I think it's Jameer Quay or something. I don't know what that is. Canned Heat? No, I've never heard of it. It's, do you remember, do you, did you ever see Napoleon Dynamite? No. I don't like oh my comedy movies like that. So I skip okay, all of them. Well, it's not just from Napoleon Dynamite. It's an amazing song. But it it will it's long. It's probably six minutes long, and I dance to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does it Barbie Girl make sense for me? Barbie Girl when so I was gonna rat. I was gonna make fun of you, but then when you said that you like it gets you out of a grumpy mood, I'm not gonna make fun of you because I have <laughs> a whole. I have like five songs that I can listen to to get me out of like a very terrible mood, and I appreciate. The need for songs like that. Well, to be honest, everyone in my life makes fun of me for it. Like, I put it on in the car and Sarah's like, ugh. Honestly. Barbie girl. <laughs> I have no idea what music you listen to. I, my favorite singer is The Weeknd. Just so you know, if that's. Oh my gosh, that is so left field. I did not think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to give me like some Phoebe Bridges. I really maybe don't like listen to queer folk, artists. No, but like folk music. Like I pictured like a strumming guitar. That's Sarah. Or like a banjo. I'm getting more of the indie music because that's Sarah's favorite. We're getting off track, but that's Sarah's stuff is the indie music. Okay. And I'm getting there. So your favorite artist is The Weeknd. I love to like rap in the car, like big Nicki Minaj fan. Well, yeah. Okay, great. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just so you know about me. Learning a lot about you. Yeah. Okay. Back to the book. Okay. So Elliot Page talks a lot about his relationship with his mother and Mother-child relationships can be very complicated, especially when you add in being queer, because a lot of the times in in my personal life, I've experienced your parent wants the best for you, and they don't want you to get hurt or be a victim of anything, especially homophobia. So a lot of the times, even if it's not hate, they're sad when you come out because they're like, oh no, your life is going to be so much harder. And so this section that I want to read is a little bit about that. Which, it's hard. It's hard to hear that from a parent, but I, I understand why parents wouldn't like would be afraid for their kid right. in the world that we live in. Of course, yeah. 
Quote, I just want what's best for you. I want to protect you. I don't want you to have a hard life. These sentiments would slide over me. What was best meant fitting neatly into our society's expectations, staying inside the lines, unquote. So that's kind of talking about the internal pain of like being in the closet versus like a mother's love of like wanting to protect you, which uh, Elliot talks about that a lot in this book. He doesn't have a relationship with his father at at. Later on, he talks about he doesn't have a relationship with his father, but he does have one with his mother. Okay. And his mom is an ally now, which okay. I appreciate. Yeah. That's not often, that's not always the case that parents, like, stick it out for their kid and support their kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not, you know, this is what I'll say. It's not easily understood. And I have had a lot of conversations with a lot of people who are so against the idea of transgender because they can't understand it. And I was one of those people, but I was also one of those people that said, just because I don't understand something doesn't mean I'm against it, right? So I was like, I don't understand this, but I'm all for everyone living their truest authenticity. And I was pro, I've always been pro-trans, even though I felt like I didn't understand it. It wasn't until I read books specifically books as a media that that I truly understood why transitioning is so important you know that's when I felt like I really understood you know the importance of of trans rights and having the ability to to transition you know I just felt like that um that was like the most eye-opening so that's what I'll say if you're somebody that struggles to understand like a transgender person's experience and why they want to transition, read some of these memoirs because hearing it in people's own words, it's very plainly understood. Exactly. When you can understand and when you can read someone's like very, very, very small everyday things are challenges, right? Like me as a cis woman, I can decide to wear jeans i can decide i want to be more feminine i can wear um dresses i can put on makeup i don't have to wear makeup i have challenges like that which are not really challenges at all as a woman but i have never once internally felt as though i shouldn't be a woman i have never internally had to battle with my own gender and waking up in my body I wake up every day and I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is my body. Like this is me. Yeah. I don't have to actively think those things. I just go about my day. So you're it's it's literally the opposite when you wake up and you feel like you're wrong. Yeah. Like the equation does not add up. I don't think about my body at all. Right. Like ever, but reading trans novels and trans memoirs specifically, trans people, it's it's gender dysphoria. You think about your body all the time. Right. I only think about my body if like something on it hurts. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You've put it so perfectly. Like I know when something's wrong, like when I'm sick. Yep. But otherwise I'm just navigating the world. Yep. It's just a vessel. Right. So, you know, it's so important to read these memoirs and these novels or, or other books about trans characters um and trans people because it just it really does open your eyes to the challenges that they face that was my little sidetrack tangent that's okay i would it's actually it's just it's hard to hear that parents it's hard to hear about parents not accepting their children 
Um, I think parents have a idea of what their child's life is going to look like. And when that of course. vision is distorted or threatened at all, like mm-hmm. it's, it's challenging, but it's such an opportunity to learn and get to know your child yeah. in a way that you might not have had the opportunity before. Like my, if, if I had a child and they came out to me as trans, I would immediately go get books. That would be my move. I would be like, I'm going to have a conversation with you and then I'm going to have, I'm going to read. <laughs> but it's, it's so hard to, it's. The only thing I'll say is it's hard to say that, right? It's because, like, I don't have any kids. Oh, yeah. Right? True. And every single person on the planet pretty much does the gender reveal, right? Yeah. So we do a big party. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? And it's like, in 18 years, that might be different. In 10 years, that might be different. Your child might, you know, just... I, I, that's why like i'm kind of like anti-gender reveal parties it's like you know, I'm, I'm anti-gender reveal parties but that would be <laughs> if i was having a baby with sarah which would be done through like ivf right so it would be like very different that's like gender reveals are definitely like a straight person like a straight couple thing and like as far as i've seen that's it's most of the time right so i don't know personally for me weird <laughs> yeah Especially since, like, they started a wildfire in California. So it's also funny because, like, being a nurse, um, I work with a, I work in a predominantly female-driven field, and there are so many women pregnant right now. I can count on I can count like maybe two out of every ten pregnant women at my job who actually know what gender they're having of their baby, because medical professionals don't care. They just want. Ten healthy. fingers, ten toes, yep. healthy baby. Like, oh no, it, it'll be a surprise. Who cares? Like, that's it's way more important that like you know. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. But anyway, keep going. It it was perfect that you brought it up though. Why it's important to talk about trans rights and then read novels like this because the part that I just wanted us to talk about that I flagged was that research shows that gender and gender no- or um, transgender and gender nonconforming youth are four more times likely to have an eating disorder oh for body dysmorphia yeah which are super deadly because i mean if you think about it when you're going through puberty as a woman yeah as like a cis woman you're like when you're growing like you're developing like boobs what's a fast way to not have those like being thinner right like because when you start gaining weight as a like a 12 year old that's what happens at least to me right yeah so wow that and eating disorders are super deadly yeah they're one of the most deadly mental disorders yeah i learned that from a book actually too (laughs) books man yeah (laughs) educating girls gotta read yeah um and then back to his relationship with his father he was talking about how when he had uh communicated online with a older person on the internet when his dad found out, he said, I'm going to come to Toronto and kick your ass. And he says, quote, when his kid needed safety, when his kid needed love, when his kid needed protection, he threatened violence, unquote. So I don't blame Elliot Page for not having a relationship with that man either. Like if your child is one, you make mistakes when you're a kid. You don't know that that Internet stranger stranger could be dangerous especially during like Elliot Page's childhood stranger danger is like taught actively in school now but like a couple years ago it wasn't so that is really sad that his father was like I'm gonna kick your butt Mm -hmm. (laughs) rather than what can I do to support you how can I protect you like all of that 
Yeah. So I flagged that because I, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's really sad. That's a side. I, I mean, there's there's parts in here that are not related to uh, gender identity and also his sexuality in general. But I also thought those were really important to touch on. Okay. Okay. So if I, if you needed to give me one reason why I should read this book, like the most stark point for you or something like that. So why I wanted to specifically bring this up is because Elliot Page is someone in the public eye. So he addresses his privilege and how he is able to access transgender care medically and understand that that's not the case for everybody. Um, But I thought this novel was super powerful because Elliot Page is somebody that I cared about like in the media pre-transition and I still care care about them more now i mean like look at that cover we can cut that out but that's so dumb (laughs) like he's very handsome now Mm -hmm. like i was not into him before at all but now hot damn (laughs) that's dumb (laughs) i talked about it with sarah sarah and i both have a crush on him a little bit of competition there doubtful because he's an actor but (laughs) (laughs) um but i wanted to read the last quote that i want to read is about gender affirming care Quote, this is a complicated matter to write about because some people who are reading this have to wait years and years to finally have their surgery or will never have access to gender-affirming care. I can imagine anyone who would feel angry, resentful, and roiled by my privilege, what it allows me. Time during a pandemic to not work and self-reflect. I am not from a place where it is illegal. I was able to go to a private clinic and pay approximately $12,000. I had a place to stay, a friend who had the energy to care for me, food to eat as I recovered, and a job right around the corner unquote so he was in a position of privilege like financially and then also access wise but i still felt like it was super important um because it's something that was in the media a lot talking about elliot page's transition and this is kind of seeing behind the curtain of yeah that. yeah so yeah i would highly recommend it especially if you don't mind songs i guess yeah in books no that was a huge check mark for me so I think I will uh, borrow that and read it from you. Read Perfect. It. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, my favorite one was Barbie Girl. <laughs> I think it's because I'm not a super musical person. Like, I like listening to music, but, like, I can't carry a beat even with clapping. So when I see it in a book, I just read it. Okay. Like, I don't sing it in my head. That makes sense. So I'm so musically inclined, and I love listening to music. So... And lyrics hold so much importance for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Sarah is a musician. She's a drummer and, a like, she plays guitar. And she'll, like, hold my hands and, like, clap them to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I have just never been able to carry a tune. Okay. Well, well it, it, you know, sometimes that's the way it is. Yeah. So minus 0.5 for the songs, but okay. that's very personal. All right. Well, awesome. So it sounds like even minus 0.5, you highly recommend the book. I do. It was very powerful. I liked that it touched on the parents, as I've said, um, because that was a great perspective to hear about a trans kid's perspective on their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We could not end the month of June without giving you a very good pride recommendation. And this is that. Um, So we will join you next time for our regularly scheduled content. As always, thank you for listening to The Girls Gotta Read, and we will see you next time. Bye!